right there. Cool. Dope. Dope. Cool. Sip coffee. Sip coffee. It's in the bed. Let's just say, let's do a welcome to the Faking Notes podcast. Okay. And then I'll crop it in. Okay. What you just did. Okay. Me, 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 me. Podcast, podcast. Today. Boom, 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 boom. Podcast, podcast, podcast. 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 Pod, podcast, pod. Pod, podcast. podcast. How long is that piece? It's like an hour long. Right? It's, it's too long. I, I feel like. let's. We're just going to do the, the we'll play the whole people. thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, the brass players are always red in the face. Well, that's just because they work for it. They just they just assholes. been blowing their asses off. They're sitting back there, mm. snorting it up in the in the <laughs> back of the section. That's where they got the hey, red look, faces. hey, we're not supposed to tell, man. That's what they let us. They let oh, us man. get a. They let us get a quick ah. bump. You can't Bumping. be revealing their secrets, man. <laughs> can't be revealing their secrets. Anyways, yeah. welcome to the Faking Notes podcast. Faking Notes podcast. Faking I'm good. <laughs> we got it. Pro professionals at this. Uh, those are really funny. You just we just stared in each other's eyes for like five seconds and just nodded. And then we adopt a puppy because <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin's like buy this puppy. Rescue it. Save it. Rescue me. You're its only hope, Obi-Wan. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. These are not the droids you're looking for. But these are the dogs we were looking for. Check out these dogs. That's not a moon. That's a dog. That's, <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> Did you poop outside today? Luke. Pick up my poop. Luke, stop sitting on my carpet. <laughs> Let's be real. You get a dog for the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get a dog for the ladies, man. Not even for me. Hey, ladies. Hey, la- look. I can take care of a living thing. It's still alive. It's still alive. For now. And it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to him. No, this is me. definitely not an allegory for a baby. And I'm <laughs> d- demonstrating that I am a viable mate. You know. Uh, I didn't real Dude, it's so primitive. But it mm-hmm. works. I... I'm thinking about complex systems all day and how to become a better dude. And I don't even pay attention to the animal that I am. And just when I stop and take a look at other animals being animals, I'm like, oh. Just animal things. I need to pretend I'm like an animal too. It's, as long as you control the animal. Well, I'm pre- I feel like I control the animal too well. That's a scam right, lightly. Hey, trying to record a podcast. Podcast. Turn your phone off, bitch. Airplane mode in uh, the uh, air. I can't do it because we're waiting on Jesse to call. Waiting on Jesse to call so she can get a car. Answer that mm, phone. Mm. But I'm trying to do my best. And then it better than rest. It's a scam likely. United States, worldwide. Okay. Pitbull. No. 
I have to. I have to. Keep. So I, yeah. That's. I was like, scam likely. Uh, 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 you see, uh. I already told you, I'm not good with lyrics. And I don't, she was I don't gonna. Listen. You you weren't listening to I a listen word to I was saying, man. I, I was just. I spitting, heard notes. I was spitting bars, man, and you <laughs> just left me high and dry. Everyone's like, hey, TVK, can you can you freestyle? I'm like, no, homie. Like, I know I'm black, <laughs> but that's actually the South hard. Park. The the token. The, yeah, I'm like, no, yeah. he plays bass. I'm like. No, I don't. No, I yeah, you've got a bass in your basement. I play yeah. the air who. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> no, that's really hard. What's up? Shakuhachi. Apparently, that's super hard. The bless you? What? Uh, Shakuhachi. No, the... Josh. It's the Japanese flute. Oh, it's beautiful. It's apparently super hard to play. It sounds like... And yeah. even if you're good at flute... It, it's not going to help you. It's not going to translate. That's dope because it has such a beautiful timbre. Yeah, it's the airy, it, earthy. It's kind of like string playing. Mm-hmm. Like for you to want strings on your track, you're going to need somebody who's done it for a while. It's not like you can have Jeff take on. four. Hey months. Jeff, will you hold my viola? Jeff, for you, you've played viola for four months, right? Come play. Come to the studio. <laughs> Said no one. Ever, because this shit takes years. Just to sound good. Just to sound decent. Yeah, and and it does not take long to sound good at guitar. I can play a couple bass. songs of guitar I've been playing for two weeks, man. It's true. It doesn't take Seriously. long. I mean, that's a great starter, and I encourage people mm-hmm. whenever they're reaching out. Like, oh, I makes you feel. Music. Oh, I'm doing music. You need to start with start with guitar because it won't take long until you get to a satisfying sound. Bro, I have a master's degree in viola performance. I have Do you want to talk about 17 it? years of experience on this instrument. And I can play two songs on guitar. I feel more like a musician playing guitar <laughs> than playing viola. It's so wild, man. Because I'm singing. I'm like playing. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? And, and it's like, oh. I get it. I, this is kind of me. This is more music than the Hindemith I've been practicing for seven hours. <laughs> you know, that shit is obscure. You did it here. Hey there, Delilah. Better than Hindemith. There's less dissonance in, in plain white tees than Hindemith. I can guarantee yeah. that. Honestly, compositionally, this song is very simple. But it speaks so much. And, you know, I feel like a white guy when I play it, but I don't care, <laughs> dude. I feel so white. It's, it's, it, you're a Pokemon. It's, you've been given the white stone. And I, you I'm just like, rest dude, and transform. it's like I'm going, I'm like Eve, Evie, and I could have gone to Umbreon, but instead I'm going <laughs> Espeon. I, I like evolved in the morning, <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm just, I was like, this is super not hood, but I don't care. Cause like for some reason, I connect with it. The words really kind of don't make sense, but they're like really beautiful too. Yeah. Lyrics are super. They don't have to make. It's the staple of the times. I mean, if you listen to some into some of these songs, it's like what cupcakes, raindrops, cake by the ocean. (laughs) What (laughs) cake by the ocean? Oh, like that's true though, man. Genius. And but here's the thing: I remember that stupid line. Yeah, amazing. What a song. Uh, uh, my peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool Aid. Like, that makes no sense in context with anything he said before, but it's my favorite fucking line because- You won't forget it. Peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid is a very visceral taste to me. That's like my childhood. Kool-Aid 
Bruh. Purple Kool-Aid. What was your favorite flavor? Red. I liked red everything. Red, red or blue. Everything. Red or blue. Did you ever, you remember I those slushy machines? I hated green and yellow. I did not like green and yellow. You remember, did you ever go to an elementary school where they had those slushy machines? Yeah, they not the one with the dog. polar bear. Not the, yeah, because the they dog. couldn't sell us the ICs. They had to no, get no, just like stuff. slushy or whatever. And they had the red and the blue. But then you could be like, I want it mixed. I want to mix it. I want it purple. I want it mixed. Mixed. And they would go and the adult would like do it and then it's purple. That was my mm. shit, bro. I'm a big mixer. I like, like you see some people they have to have each food item separate. Uh huh. I I like it all in there together. When's Thanksgiving? Oh. I mean, we're stacking deviled eggs. You just have a it mass. Pop, okay, the pork, the turkey goes in the applesauce, and there's a deviled and egg on the side. Cranberry sauce. And then and I just yams. put it in a bucket, hook it up to my face like a horse, and. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just and, that and, and then I run just, around a track and you're, die. You're, you're nobbing your head back and forth as you, you hear, swallow. Do you hear about all the content? No. <laughs> do you hear about it's tragic? Speaking of horses dying, um, a lot of horses are dying uh, after these races. Oh, you mean because they're being thing. worked? Because they're being worked too hard. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of those things where we, when we look back, gonna feel really shitty about what dude do you we, look at those horses they look like they're on steroids they are and then they die they're just dying on the track apparently at least to this point in time others up to this point already this year or last year like 27 horses have just died on the Jesus. track it's, that's almost as many people died in south side chicago last week yeah and and they're going through <laughs> but actually <laughs> 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 it's one of those things we'll look back at and be oops there's a lot of things like oh factory this, farming uh yes uh dumping trash into the ocean i but we know where we where now. we eat we know that's back now we we don't because we can still eat sushi without microplastics <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. i don't think we get it because it's not stopping we're not having we're not really fixing it mm-hmm. there's still an island of just trash floating in the ocean because of currents mm. bro like it, we're not gonna get it until we can't eat the fish and we kill all the fish man i well even if it's i'm so no, it's still it's still happening i'm just saying we now can recognize maybe i need to educate myself that Maybe no, people are that, doing stuff. Maybe that's they're thing. Oh, people are sure. trying to science their way out of it. No, I'm just saying the general population understands it's bad, whether or not it's still happening. Unlike smoking for a long time, they, mm-hmm. they didn't think it was bad. And that's the difference. It's switched, and you can still do it. It's, it's you know, it's your but choice. But you're like, here's a cancer But you're state. aware. Yeah. No one is smoking on it unaware yeah. of the consequences. Yeah. And so no one throws trash to the ocean kind of unaware. They might just not consider it highly enough or they're assholes. That's true. I think it's a little both. I think, I mean, these aren't really controversial. These aren't uncommon, unpopular opinion, but not really. Oh my God. I think we need, oh, we need to cultivate green energy because it's renewable. Stop giving subsidies to oil companies. Use the subsidy money to actually fund green technology that's renewable and will reduce our carbon footprint. Uh, that's true. Hold on. We're losing I know, the audience. You know what? Honestly, very unpopular opinion. I get it. But I think it's cool. And I just wanted to share that. And I also 
and looking at Trevor adjust the uh, the settings because I did something wrong. Now it's giving us a little more and room, I've, uh, so and, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not and I, I need more uh, room. You're good. Room. But man, yeah, I just don't. I realize now that I'm dumb. Dude, I am so stupid. I'm so dumb. I, I, as we're talking about different things, I'm like, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Are you amazed at? Sometimes, like now, I'm baffled at my own stupidity. I was like, like, I have to sit there and process how stupid I am. Why did they let me leave school? Why did they give me a piece of paper? <laughs> why am I allowed to be in control of anything? Why can't I vote? Yeah, I mean, I think voting is important, but it's just like there's so much to be informed on these days with information. We don't have so many holes, and to purport that I know anything is stupid. Now, consider us, though. I think we're more educated than most humans have been in recent memory, right? And I think human to some degree, yeah, to not go out on a limb and. Praise above the average, but at least try to spend a lot of time. I mean, I invest time into what meant trying to not be stupid compared to peasant farmers in ancient Greece. Okay, I think. Oh, we, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, like, but they also didn't have to worry about as much yeah. shit. It's like this world is super different. But they had to know because they they've studied this. And if you look at these, the brains of of some of our earlier. Mm-hmm. People along the chain. Some of our granddaddies. Some of the great, great grandpa. Some of them have much bigger brains. Mm-hmm. And because they had to store information in such a different way, mm-hmm. you needed to know what was going to kill you. Uh-huh. Foods were going to kill you. Yeah. You just had to retain a, a, retain lot, of a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And now we, we're given way more access. We process way more information. We just have to process way more information now. But we have to retain less. And so, because we have phones, because we, yeah, we we have the hive mind, the collective. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how the light bulb works because I can hire an electrician can go, that does. Because there are yeah. many people who do who can recreate it and do it much more effective and make a much YouTube more effectively. Video about it. Yeah, they could, there's any way. Yeah, there's so many ways to to get through not knowing something. <sighs> and now with Google, it's great. So it's when people. Not complain, but you know, talk about how oh, I know in my memory this, or I'm not retaining as much, or no one knows anything anymore. Also, we just have more access to it. We're kind of evolving alongside rather slowly. We haven't, you, know, you, you can't can... adjust quickly, mm-hmm. but let's take advantage of what society has given us in our human nature to be a community. Mm-hmm. We don't have to retain all that stuff, which, which feels good, but it's not how we're trained in school because no. you're trained to retain and regurgitate right mm-hmm. but then a lot of times you forget it for some reason i'm weird and i remember a lot of stupid shit from biology yeah. like the mitochondria is the, the engine uh, osteichthyes bone fish fish uh chondrichthyes cartilaginous invertebrates i don't like i remember some of these binomial nomenclature like Turtops, Nutricula, the fucking immortal None jellyfish. This, this is all useless shit that I had to remember. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I need to learn how to code. You know, there's so many different things that it's just, it's overwhelming. There's too much information. And a lot of the information we're taking in is garbage. 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 Oh, but yeah, it's poured into my mouth. Oh, 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 Kim Kardashian's booty. Oh, my God. Random baseball statistic. I hate baseball. 
out. It's like the human centipede, but of oh just my. useless facts. Oh, you just put your head in somebody else's ass. I just, I just, I just take my lips and sewed to my MacBook, <laughs> and then I just consume. <laughs> you just suck. <laughs> oh my god, that South Park episode. What's South Park? God, hilarious. Oh, the I Human Centipad. So <laughs> what? I missed. This. Oh, this. Is, you need to watch. I just watched it. A friend of the pod, Celeste. I've I've uh, dipped a listener. I've, I've dipped in my toe in mm-hmm. to South Park periodically oh, a, over the years, but I've missed a lot. I'm I'm very behind. I watched. I spent one summer and watched every episode. In reverse, before Julia, the summer before Julia. Okay. So I, I, missed, I haven't seen a single new episode since. Uh-huh. What that means is I've seen season 15 all the way back. I watched in reverse, so 15 down to one. Uh-huh. I watched it all in one summer. Oh, wow. But I've never seen anything since. And I've heard a lot of it's great. It's great. This it's- new season that just came out, man, was so great. It talks about Amazon, Bird. <laughs> Like the bird scooter one is hilarious. You were telling me about it now that it's, outside this uh, the studio or mansion where we record the pod, mm-hmm. um, it's just inundated with birds and limes. And stop twerking! <laughs> stop, I'm working. Stop. Hey, hey, go back in the second gym. Go work on That's those. Impressive, girl. Go you like sped it up. Like you had it going, <laughs> but then you like. Okay, there's a documentary. It's called Six Days to Air, and it just tracks kind of the crazy process that Trey Parker, Matt Stone go through mm-hmm. uh, and the whole team of what goes into making an episode. Mm. Because I didn't realize, think of how clever some of those are. Mm-hmm. Think of the, just the sheer wit and where they have tears, layers of irony, merging stories, and yeah. it's somehow topical. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? I, they must be amazing at what they do, but why it's so topical is that they make that in six days. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Is, yeah, Start yeah, to uh-huh, finish. Uh-huh. That seems yeah, that's stressful true. for the team. I'd go crazy. How do you see how you have a family? I mean, you see people at Daily Show do that. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Like all these late night. It's well, like late night. Well, late but night, yeah, but that's but a quick turnaround and topical. But it's like even more in depth. And sometimes Because this needs to be line. a story and a narrative and you have to animate. I think it's an evolution of their process, though. That's why they had different characters representing different things because then they had this canvas. Yeah, they had these a literal vehicles, canvas. literally, and they had these vehicles to tell stories and then get more philosophical on. Another it. thing, it's really great that they speak about is kind of what we've talked about and what you've talked about specifically on the pod is they get it out mm-hmm. and you hear them say that they're. Each time before it's out there, like, this is the worst episode we've ever done. Yeah. This is awful. This is total garbage. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's out there and like, hey, no, this is actually pretty good. They they realize that it they could spend months to fight for 5% better. Mm-hmm. But the for the formula for them is that six days, that crunch to yeah. get it done, put it out there. Mm-hmm. It relieves them of the stress of worrying about it. It's like, hey, this is what it is. We're doing it. We're doing it. Get it out. And there. they feel pretty good. And I'm, they make and they make mistakes, but then they they, they take them in stride. Yeah, they take them in stride. And they move on. Mm-hmm. So why that comes up? The episode they track, start to finish, winds up being the I Human Centipad episode. Oh. And it's it's hilarious. I need to, I need to. I it's human the one centipad. people people will will quote it a bunch or they'll reference it, not even quote. 
and when you you know you're clicking through a like an iTunes user agreement, no uh-huh. one reads user agreements ever. No. And so the joke is a play on that. Oh, okay. Where I, he, I agreed, he agreed to a like secret, um, Stan agreed to a secret experiment. Uh-huh. And the, the funniest part of the whole thing was it found out he was going to be part of basically an iPad, but it's a iHuman centipad. Uh-huh. And so they're doing, <laughs> to power this new iPad, it's a human centipede. Oh, okay. And that's great. he clicked through the user <laughs> agreement. But the funniest part is everyone else, when he Stan tells them, you know, they... They got to play off of it. He's like, wait, you guys actually read that? And they're like, oh, yeah, every time. Every Everyone time. else in town is like, <laughs> so yeah, why, why would you why agree would you to something that you didn't that read? You didn't read? Uh, another great example of that, Nathan for you. <laughs> yeah. Is the, I love Nathan. <laughs> the lawyer, the lawyer. What kind of lawyer would I be if I didn't read this agreement? And then yeah, it flashes exactly. back. What kind of lawyer am I for signing something I didn't read? Yeah, <laughs> they got it right there. We need to. We've said I've a couple times. A couple we, need, we, need to, we need to really deep dive into that because there's, there's some meta comedy. There's some meta comedy. Louis Cruz, friend of the pod, showed me it. Um, yeah, I love Louis. up in San Francisco, and he's yeah. great, smart, quiet. Just you know, a uh, great person. And he's like, "Have you seen Nathan for you?" Our yeah. friend Celeste. The uh-huh, pod recommended yeah, it to me. So uh-huh. I got multiple recommendations from people who are all very different. And then, then when I was with Lewis, he showed me it. it was, Shout it was out hilarious. to Lewis and Celeste. Shout out to y'all. It was hilarious. Before we go on, though, I wanted to comment on the idea that South Park can have an interesting narrative mm-hmm. with static characters. They give the master class in how to do that. How it's, it's, not having a character arc can be very successful. Can be very successful because then it is everything that happens is because of these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the characters get is that they change, is that we learn more about them and they get their own really funny backstories mm-hmm. that inform why they act that specific yeah. way. Why does why does uh Stan said Randy start a <laughs> weed farm called Tegrity? Tegrity Farm. You know what I'm saying? Like he, because he's like he's always like the sort of ju- like the typical ah! leftist, yeah. the typical leftist dude who is left because he feels good about it. It makes him feel like he it helps him hide his white guilt. Yeah. You know, and what does a person like that look like in all these scenarios? In all these different scenarios, and I mean, Cartman. None of these people change. What's nice is that it works for them as a palette to build off of. Yeah. And so that when a character does change, it's, it's important. It's very important. It's when very one of the kids important. realizes something, yeah. it goes it goes insane. And then what do they do? They just reset and start again at the beginning. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The next time. Uh-huh. And then and then you'll have characters die. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and then no some die relevant. every episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have new characters introduced and those characters will reproduce and have new characters that are babies. <laughs> the PC babies were so brilliant. I don't remember that. Was that the crack it's, baby basketball? No. That was funny too. So you have PC principal. I haven't seen because I haven't seen it. If it's in the last seven years, I haven't seen it. Oh, or five years. Or bro. Because they're starting to come. The show is evolving in a way to talk about the information Today, yeah. age, the PC culture outrage culture the pc babies are pretty much an allegory for people who 
get bur- butt ho- hurt over everything. And South Park that isn't PC. It's hard to imagine South Park being able to come out now these days and for the networks to trust what they do because South Park if you, if you look back at it if you make fun of them they came after you there's the fun, the photos and what I guess it was the year 2000 it was early on and Matt Parker Trey Stone and they're he's both wearing dresses <sighs> they show up because you know people are telling them hey you need to look nice for this awards event <sighs> and fit in all these tuxes and they wore dresses they wore dresses just they don't stick it into them just don't don't tell me what to and do and then they go win all the Tonys with Book they, of Mormon. Book of Mormon. But also they can change and they can admit when they're wrong. Like this, the, the end of the recent seri- season, if I remember correctly, had to do with Man Bear Pig returning. <laughs> because the idea of Man Bear Pig was making fun of yeah, Al Gore because they didn't believe in climate change. But then they brought it back because they realized they were wrong and they jumped the gun. And then they had everybody kind of apologize. <laughs> Like the whole town had to apologize yeah. to Al Gore, and he like rubbed it in their face. That's hilarious. Yeah, man bear pig is man bear pig the, is the real. thing is he had man bear pig come back and kill a bunch of people, and the detectives <laughs> are looking around like this could have been just a run of the mill car accident, you know. <laughs> but there's like there's like a dude's half of his body's in a tree or something. Oh, I love you it. know what I'm saying? So it's like whoa, the denial mm-hmm. in the face of all the evidence. It's just really brilliant. These guys. One of the when we're just contrasting how you can go about things so many different ways and wind up with great results, mm-hmm. comparing a Rick and Morty versus a South Park. Yes. Both, you know, some peak comedy. Mm-hmm. Both have incredible premises. Um, South Park is kind of take a, what should be a normal situation that could yeah. be taken care of, uh-huh. and then everyone just blows blows up the situation like yeah. everything's taken to to a 10 yeah and no one handles the situation well nobody's mature yeah so yeah. It, so the, everything accelerates it's it's uh matching the gasoline and rick and morty the the idea is that because anything is possible and nothing matters if nothing matters everything matters mm-hmm. is what they kind their kind of philosophy mm-hmm. is because anything is possible and it, it's a be- it's a it's a beautiful yeah. like flip side of like optimism and pessimism mm-hmm. you you have like rick who has he's like the smartest person in the in the universe in, in the universe but yeah he struggles with family <laughs> he struggles with the stuff that i mean and he realizes that all the knowledge in the universe can't make you happy uh-huh. it can't make you feel fulfilled it's actually the connections to other people that make you feel whole and they go through these ridiculous situations it's hilarious but they but uh-huh. it's funny they both parody existing things in our world and comment on the current uh-huh. times but they go about it such different ways in that rick and morty is worked on for a long time mm-hmm. years at a time mm-hmm. to get to that result they want and south park it's the six it's days dense. that airs let's get this out pop yeah, it out but in the end they both wind up with good results it's neat hearing from the creators so what i loved about that documentary because that's an old one i'm sure they've changed mm-hmm. since they're still talking about how they're constantly doubting themselves each yeah. time. Every time they go in there, it's the blank page. The word they're like, what could we go for? How can we do this? And they're trying things out. Mm-hmm. They are changing. If you released, if we, we kept this podcast going for the next 20 years and we're Please, still God, somehow. No. I, hope oh, I, can, no. I hope I can graduate from oh, podcasting. No. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but if, so in, if in year 17 of podcast, I'm not going to be alive in 20 years. Yeah, we're going to be man bear pig. Man bear pig. <laughs> man bear pig. If if we're still around here doing this, 
that's like a win in of itself to yeah. just be talk and be hopefully interesting like and still providing something creative and unique mm-hmm. they've been around for forever and they still can deliver that's impressive they have writing teams but it's not that's not a huge team you those know, guys are still in there coming up with the ideas writing the lines doing the voices it's you know incredible. you know who made it possible granddaddy simpsons and oh, i yeah. wish i really wish i knew more about simpsons i, I did well we were a little too young we <laughs> were a little too young and i need to go back but it is still the template like we wouldn't have a rick and morty no. or south park without the simpsons like i think they read or family of, guy family Aliens. but I, honestly i think family guy's a different level of humor i think it's 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 more it's lower brow humor. And I don't by think there's anything wrong in that. By intent, right? Seth, Seth MacFarlane's he's a hilarious brilliant. and he's, he's a genius. He's, he's in the genius category. He's brilliant, right? And I don't mean this in a pejorative either. But I find that he, it's rare to find people that like Rick and Morty and Family Guy. Yeah. I like right? bits of Family Guy, but I wouldn't. I, I was actively watched it. it. I yeah. was obsessed with it in high school, and I still think it has really incredible moments, great too. moments. But I think it's a show that goes on too long. And and why? It too long. Of course, I think it comes back to premise because what is he emulating? Seth MacFarlane is emulating a family sitcom, mm-hmm. and those by design were meant to appeal to the large audience, the Big yeah, Bang, the 100%. Friends. These I love Big style. Bang, and, and people so his, hate me for it. So Rick Smart and Morty, hate me. Rick and Morty, even though it centers around this family, yeah. it's not really, it's not in the style of a family sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Park, even though it follows families, it's not in that style. American, yeah. American Dad, Family Guy, those are mm-hmm. direct commentaries. Literally, American Dad, yeah. Family, Family yeah. Guy. Yeah. Uh, those are direct commentaries. So it does get boxed, even though you can do almost anything. Mm-hmm. They do get boxed in to the what what would make sense within the context of a family uh, dynamic. Yeah. yeah, family dynamic, it's- which I like. He works well within limitations. Yes, it's it's just it's everybody makes different art differently, and the reason why we're highlighting all these different series that we like, they're all pretty much doing the same thing, but in very different ways, mm-hmm. and they all have their own markets. And if you're a fan of comedy, you'll see value in Married and all of them. My thing is, what are you doing musically? Like you, and by you, I mean the listener. Like, how are you different from that other violinist who's trying to win Queen Elizabeth? Because honestly, your skill level level is it's it's not even important. That's like not even a factor mm-hmm. on a scale of what your future success will be on. It's about how do you do that? How do you play the how violin? do you how do you this? present this to the audience? Because there can be three thousand great violinists out there all having their own unique audiences, all existing in this, coexisting, right? Mm-hmm. 3,000, 4,000, 10,000. And it, it doesn't can matter. be done. You it don't can be need done. to fight for those spots. You just need to figure out how can you be different from South Park? How can you be different from Family yeah. Guy and, and, and Simpsons, just, right? You know, put some thought into what exactly that would take. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you know, find a gimmick. Just, I think by investing in you and looking at kind of what you enjoy, what makes you, you, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe be yourself, that out. Be, be yourself. But I actually <laughs> liked 
one of the disadvantages we have in classical music as compared to what our guest Batsnax was talking about yeah. in that having a persona and you you think of it your your stage name your dj name your producer name whatever yeah. that might be yeah. there's real benefits to it because yeah. that character you can mold you still want it to be you yeah. but you can mold it you can go out you can oh, yeah. add the flair oh yeah and that, I'm excited. That's my biggest thing about being. I've TVK. been thinking, about, yeah. So That's you have so it's about. TVK and right TVK there. TVK is and a little bit more edgy. Yeah, it can be more edgy. It can be more personable, more yeah. extroverted, TVK more flashy. Get some tattoos, mom. TV. <laughs> but then when he goes home, he's got to peel them off because he's got to be Drew the next day. <laughs> I got to have two different bodies. No, it's I actually. I've been following a lot of tattoo artists in LA. Amy just got one. And, uh, I love it. I I, I always. I have, I'm not against it. I've always wanted one. Mm-hmm. I haven't found the image that worked for but me. But then we have to start shaving my arms. But just, but just fine. I don't care. This doesn't but, bother me. So I saw, I couldn't, I never thought of the image I wanted really on a tattoo. I know I'd be out of place, probably back shoulder. Uh-huh. But right when Amy was getting hers. And so it's a really minimalist mountain. It's just yeah, tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's a mountain. Yeah. It's out of the way. It's, I like the minimalist kind of unobtrusive things. And then I thought about getting um, a sleeve, (laughs) flaming skulls. You got you got love bomb, and you got. I'm gonna look like Ghost Rider. Some 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 Chinese characters. You don't know what it says. I want I want a leather jacket on me at all times. Fuck boy, black. I'm just just like fuck boy sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's I'll get a tattoo that across my top of my face. Oh, dude, boy, no rag rat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but soundcloud rapper tattoo i thought about face. getting one of my favorite images like a minimalist version of the great wave the hokusai i might get a minimalist famous. alto clef the problem is everybody Everyone wants has an alto. A, everybody wants me to get an alto Drew, clef why is there body. a tenor clef on your arm and then some asshole be says like, that and then be like Do, are you single are you single <laughs> <laughs> Let me like get, the fact that you know the difference. You, you know, you know the difference. Dude, that's quite the. Mm, I really like the like, mezzo soprano. Your 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 C clef is just gorgeous. And then I'm gonna marry you. Uh, I'd be like a. I would bend over except I got arthritis in my knees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like I, I, I'm seriously. So I was thinking. Let me know what you think. Because mm-hmm. I've asked a couple people, Run but like. I've been thinking about getting, you know, Legend of Zelda's, you know, oh, you, the, you the, know Triforce? The, the hearts, no, uh, the hearts, oh, you- the little hearts. I'm going to get a bunch of them, but the pixelate, like small, but pixelated. So just in a certain art eight style, bitty. eight bitty style. And you're just going to have, have one empty. heart on them? Oh, I'm going to have empty. empty. And whenever I achieve something, you get it filled in. I fill it in. Oh, oh, isn't that wild? And so I like you're just gonna get your your Triforce on the front, so you can no man. The, power. the reason why I want that is because it it represents a few things. Uh, first of all, I'm a gamer. Second of all, it's the duality of hunger. It's kind of what we talked about with our last two guests, mm-hmm. uh, Bad Snacks and and Mike. Discomfort because you see that they're still empty, but also gratitude because. As you fill them in, you remember what you've achieved, and you know there's still more to go. I love it. So I really like it. Normally, when people present their idea and it's dumb, it's like you know what I really I've been thinking I've been thinking really hard about this. What if I did a heart? So I'm thinking one <laughs> displaced, two two displaced uh, 
lines. So like five, so five hearts each line, but they're small. And the second one will be displaced by a heart. So it's kind of like a cool stack. But, but did you use the golden gauntlet and then you went to the fairy to, to get your double, the and, white outlined hearts for, oh, for double for double later. That'll be for later, baby. So I, I just, but I think 10 heart containers is more than enough. I doubt I'll ever fill that in my, the point is not to fill them up. Yeah. The point is not to fill them up. Like, and then I want to get the your heart. No, son, you take away a heart. No, no, no. It's like, it's like, no, it's like, daddy, why you never finished your heart containers? It's like, I could, I could look at them and be like, you finished them. <laughs> Boom. That'll be a poignant moment for later. I don't, I don't have kids yet. Anyway, the other one is like a quote, the Pablo Casals quote, probably put that on my chest or something. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I want to put it maybe on the inside of my other arm or something because I want to be able to look at it every day. That's and what Amy has. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. this is an unpopular spot that kind of just went below the elbow in the... In the little, the, the little fold? Little gap Ow, the fold. Yeah. No, no, and so it's down beneath that. It's just south Got it. of the fold. So you can see it, but it's small enough. It's indiscreet. And it can also it can be hidden when it needs to be, and it can be out. I honestly don't care. I, I, well, I this don't, day and age doesn't matter. I, you know what? The whole idea because this is some more classical music bullshit. Like I was afraid to get tattoos because I was afraid they wouldn't hire me. Okay, wow, you're not gonna hire yeah. me because I have tattoos. Really? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. That means I'm not that important because if tattoos are keeping you from hiring me, <laughs> I need to get my ass back in the practice. Room. Well, you just got to see if you get if you get that fuckboy okay, tattoo. Okay, first of all, face tattoo, no. That face That's tattoo? Nah, nah, fuckboy. Nah, and then I'm going to nah. write for chike, boy. Chike boy, Brahms boy. What? <laughs> what is this about? What is, what, <laughs> what is going on? That's, I, I think that's such a fun way to title your podcast episodes when they don't mean anything. Oh, yeah. It's well, just, just to like put something crazy. Yeah. It's just like, except the Ted Bundy episode, that still to this day was my favorite. Oh, it's bad snacks. She's heading to the front okay, door. Let's, let's take a pause. Okay. Pause. <laughs> Coming down. Hello, everybody. You've been listening to the FNP Public Radio. No, this is not, in fact, ASMR. If you like stories like you heard today, like an in-depth character study of Men Bear Pig and being a chike boy, please donate to your local station and other faking notes, friends, fans, and affiliates. Become a part of the faking fam and donate. One of the things we like to do on the Faking Note podcast is segments. The second half of this podcast is a new recurring segment we like to call the callback and or the second movement and or the recapitulation. Please tell us which one you think is the best name for this segment. But what we're going to do is pull deep, deep into our very, very deep archives and go all the way back a couple episodes we're gonna feature our very first guest if you have already listened to episode five matt bell on authenticity then you should still listen to this because you've probably forgotten his valuable teachings so in this callback the second movement the recapitulation the lazy repeat previous episode 
segment, we'll play the second half. But before that, let's open up with one of our very real sponsors from that particular show. So Matt Bell, the electric violinist on Authenticity, second half. Please enjoy. On that away. note, can we take a quick break? Yeah, let's uh, take a quick pause for, for, for our sponsors. sponsors. Yeah, and then I will be right back with Matt Bell. Okay, I'm going to restart the camera. We don't have sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make fakes. We'll make a fake sponsorship. So, Drew, so I was driving in the car, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was listening to the podcast, you know, self-improvement. Our, our, our podcast or books. other people's um, I only listen to us because yeah, are there others podcasts? I, wait, I thought we were the only ones. But apparently not, because there's something else you can listen to you in your car. Yeah, okay, yeah, what's, what is it? Try out inaudible.com. Inaudible.com? What's Inaudible.com. It's, it's where they put up uh, silent readings of books. Silent readings of books. Hear me out. Okay. You've had a long day. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is improve your life through knowledge. What if you could just sit there in absolute silence and take in all the traffic? I like it. Can we go ahead and uh, play a little bit of inaudible.com? Yeah. Uh, this is a recent selection called uh, um, Extremely Loud, Incredibly Inaudible. Man, that's great. You know, my favorite part about that is that there was nothing. Or another great classic um, from a recent Lincoln uh, biography. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Here, check this out. Oh my God, he's dead! (laughs) Oh man, that's classic. Classic. (laughs) So, when you're sitting there and you need a little bit of of a break and you don't want to learn anything or hear anything at all. At all. Try out inaudible.com. I'm going to get it right now, but I listen to this podcast. I'm going to support it. How do I support it using this podcast? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. You go on to inaudible.com uh-huh. and you just don't say anything. And you'll get a 20% promo right there. I see how it works. You just shut the fuck up. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Inaudible.com. Huh? Is it working? Exactly. Inaudible.com. You know. British Siri is the best Siri. Um, but anyway, th- welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us once again uh, at the Taking Notes podcast here with Matt Bell. We were just finishing talking about authenticity in social media and what that means. Now, how do you define authenticity in social media? Yeah, excellent Matt. question. We sell 98% of our product online. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in Durham, wow. North Carolina. Durham, North Carolina is not New York City. It's not L.A. It's not even Nashville, right? So walk-ins are maybe 2% of our business. Uh, Mm -hmm. We ship all over the the country and to uh, all over the U.S. and then to 90 other countries. Wow. What? So most people, and this is the most foreign concept to me, which is funny because I did it too. The very first violin I bought, (laughs) I bought Sight Unseen. But most of the people who buy a violin from us have never touched it. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I mean, you guys are both players. I mean, the the thought of just, I'm going to call up, you know, whatever violin shop. You know what? Just send me a pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I want a purple one. Never, you would I never like yellow. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but that's exactly what we expect 98% of our customers to do. <sighs> so how do we help them feel like they didn't do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the authenticity for us is, I don't care which violin you buy. Personally, I don't care. So when I do a video where I'm comparing these four different violins, I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
and and I, I'll just tell you, you know, here's what I like about this instrument. Here's what I don't like about this instrument. These are the features it has. Here's a feature it doesn't have that, you know what, that might be a deal breaker for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, we're just honest. And then I love that. when I play the instrument, I'm not, you know, I'm not monkeying with the amp, you know, some of these are kind of bright. I'm not turning the highs down to yeah. try to, to, to try to Mask polish it. it. Yeah. I want you to get the full Monty experience yeah. of God. what this violin is because we have 30 day return policy. Yeah. If you buy this instrument and you get it and you go, yeah, I watched the video and I got this and it's not what the video showed. You break then it's into coming that trust. back, yeah. and then you've broken that trust. And they're never coming back, right? And yeah. when you're a little small shop like us, you're not. <laughs> then, um, then that we're gonna trust we're gonna bleep that. <laughs> bad <laughs> bad words. So um, it rhymes with batar benter. <laughs> so if you uh, if if you're buying from us, like there has to be trust there, yeah. mm-hmm. and so you know. I, I just, I play them and I try to play them honestly. And we talk about them honestly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when you're taking pictures and putting pictures up, I'm not editing scratches out of these things. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's raw. I want you to feel like this is real because it is, it's to the best of my ability to show you real. That's what it is. And I think people, they they see that because I'm thinking now what's the first thing I'll do is go to YouTube and look at reviews. Right. And it's either like third party or just, this is someone I trust. Right. Like, you know, checking out the forums. Mm-hmm. It's not even like the reviews on the website, but like these resources where you actually get to hear it. It's it's, it's indispensable. Yeah. And, and particularly like, you you know, who is honest, even if they have a stake in it, you can just tell the phrase that they'll give it to you. Pros, cons. If you're looking for this, yes, you know, this might be good. This might be a deal breaker, but it's it's the trust. And then suddenly I go back to those companies. But I've been wanting to have a conversation with you for so long, just like this, because the way you approach people is very special too. I have never really socialized with you around other people. We had that we had that beer in a story, and you yeah. came by, we hung out uh, <laughs> right after I got off the ship. But being out here and seeing you around all of these different uh, string players, you have the uncanny ability of connecting people and networking, but in a way that is so organic and so powerful. When you are around, you're, you're a social butterfly. He's bouncing around, <laughs> talking to everybody. The moment you leave, the conversation still lingers on you and how great you are. So for all of the well, that's people 100% out there, intentional group. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I see the game. No, what, one thing that they don't teach us in school is how to be a person that people enjoy being around and how to network. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts about networking and how do you do that? Yeah. Is it, I know it's natural for you. You're not being methodical, but you do find, Hey, come here, Drew. You need to meet this guy. Yeah. Come here. Mm-hmm. You need to meet this girl, but there's more to it than that. Can you explain? Sure. Your process and and for, I won't, I won't no, say it's okay. natural and that I don't have method because I do. Mm-hmm. It's it is a thing that is very much intentional, mm-hmm. and it is a it is a skill that I have curated throughout the years. I've I've worked at this. So how did you start? Yeah, that's, that's so, super important. And, and I don't know why it was ever put on my heart to really 
be this sort uh-huh. of the hub of all these networks. You but, are. But I see how important it is. Yeah. And, um, and it, I mean, I see people that I, I mean, I know a hundred things about you uh-huh. and I know a hundred things about Martha Mook. And, yeah. and when I, when a I, friend, friend of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's great. I she's incredible. Her. She's great. I just um, met her a couple days ago. Because so, so the thing is, I know these hundred things about you and I know these hundred things about her and I'm starting to think, okay, where do these line up? Uh-huh. Okay. I know you're a violist. She's a violist. Okay. Uh-huh. Boom. Boom. I know that you play, that you've started messing with electric violas. Mm-hmm. She's the OG of yeah, electric violas. The queen. So then, um, you know, I know that you're a New York guy and mm-hmm. she's from New York and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, let me connect these to, you know, so I can, I'll bring you to her and say, hey, Martha, I want you to meet Drew. He's a violist. He's from New York. He's just started getting into electric stuff and he's really starting to explore this. And, and he really, and then I'll try to throw out like, hey, he's this huge social media star. And I introduce her to you. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. she's a violist. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this electric thing since, you know, anybody was doing it. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. And you know, she's David from Bug. New York. And then the thing about her is, hey, she helped develop some really important instruments in the yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So I try to tell you some things that you guys have in common mm-hmm. and then maybe give your conversation a place to go. Yeah. And, you know, because she's interested in social media. She doesn't do it as well as you. And I know you're interested in working with, viol- you know, viola manufacturers and all that. Mm-hmm. You haven't done it to the extent that she does. Yeah. So then I can sort of throw those two things out. Here are two, like, softball starts to a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then I walk away. Yes. And that's what I adore about you. It's like you plan a bomb. You walk around, put your shades down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> walk away in slow motion. You know, it's so cool how you do that. One thing I was curious about... I was going to drop the North Carolina bomb on you because oh, yeah. I'm from North Carolina. Oh, sweet. What part? I'm from Newton, North Carolina, so just outside of Hickory. Okay. Um, so not that far. I've got family all over Raleigh. Yeah. Um, and so you're right in the middle of it. You're in Mor- Morrisville? Uh, yeah, Morrisville, like, Cary. Which, yeah. is, which is essentially in between all of the major like little cities. So you've got Chapel Hill, Durham. Right. Raleigh, Cary below. It's like all of these, you're, you're really in like the thick of it all. Yeah. So what's that like? I know you had mentioned just not, not being stuck in the middle of Manhattan uh, in some like tiny, tiny little shop. What's the experience of like not living in like a massive hub? Yeah. As a musician. Yeah, for sure. So um, there's, there's two sides to that. One, I don't have all the opportunities that the New York and LA and Nashville people Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there are far fewer players that are there to take, to snap up what opportunities there are, (laughs) right? So, you know, there, there may only be 20 given places to play on a night versus New York where there's a thousand. But in New York, there's a thousand places to play and 10,000 players who want to play those places. (laughs) In in Raleigh, there might be, you know, 30 places to play and 20 players to play in those places. So from, from that standpoint, the advantage is um, there might be more opportunities per person mm-hmm. um, in a smaller town, but I'm, I live 15 minutes from an international airport. I can be in Manhattan two hours after our, you know, I get to RDU airport two hours later, I'm in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And there's a flight out of there every two hours yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. And then my mortgage <laughs> is a lot less 
than what it would be Factual. in New York. I mean, yeah, so factual. what I save on cost of living, I can buy a lot of plane tickets. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you can't afford a mortgage in New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't even try. There are no yeah. mortgages in New York. Yeah. That's an interesting vein, and I want to keep going down mm-hmm. it. Sure. So let's say you're, you're Stacy Adams, okay? You just graduated from New England Conservatory uh, with a degree in jazz clarinet, right? There aren't that many jobs for you as, as, an, as an independent artist. So would you say that, because this is what I suggest to people, would you say that going back home and starting something back where you're from, where you have those connections, where, like you said, there aren't as many venues, it's not a Los Angeles, it's not a Chicago or a New York City, would you say that that is a really interesting uh, way to at least begin your career as a musician? It sure depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Alex Depew, who's a good friend of mine, he was on the Steve Vai tour. He's just this ridiculous, ridiculous violinist. He's insanely good. And has been on some huge tours. He said, New York, L.A., Nashville. Yeah. You want to hit the big time scene. You will be in one of those three places. They're not coming to Omaha to hear you. They're not coming. <laughs> okay. So if you want to be in the scene, mm-hmm. if you want to get on the, uh, the, the the black violin tour, if you want to get on the, you know, you want to be on the next Aerosmith tour. I do. I do. You're not you're, you're <laughs> at me, Aerosmith. They're not. They're not coming to Raleigh yeah. to find players for that tour, yeah. right? Um, but how many people really do that? I mean, how many people are on the road with Beyonce? Not that many. Yeah. So, are you going to land that film gig? You know, are you are you really going to be on a soap opera? Are you going to be in a movie? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be, you know, are you going to be on a Today Show every week? Yeah. Probably, Probably not. not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. So. Um, and especially now with social media and airplanes and touring and all that, you know, Black Violin, I'll go back to them. They don't live in New York. They no. don't live in L.A. They live in Miami. Miami. Yeah. So Be anywhere. They're like, we have a bus and an airport. <laughs> you know? So we, we can do anything from where we are, mm-hmm. especially like you with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some pretty big stars out there who don't live in any of the big cities. Mm-hmm. Taylor Davis, one of the one of the huge YouTube mm-hmm. sensations, yeah. lives in Detroit. Yeah, of all places, like yeah. Detroit Symphony. Yeah, uh, Sphinx. Is but nobody nobody like thinks of Detroit think, is yeah. like this mecca of, uh-huh. of, yeah. of art. I mean, that's where cars Motown. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. But which like is cars. just another great like Motown though. You know, it's just two little houses. You'd, yeah. If you're yeah. driving, you wouldn't notice unless yeah. you checked out the sign. But it's incredible to just think of how much history came out of there. But Place. you know, when I interview guys who live in New York City mm-hmm. and they live in LA, mm-hmm. they'll tell you how hard they have to work every month to pay rent. Yeah. And they're playing gigs they don't necessarily want to play mm-hmm. because they have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. So how many hours a week do you spend just to keep your nose above water in an expensive town? And those hours maybe could have been spent furthering your skills, furthering your career that, you know, I don't have, my rent is not four grand a month in Raleigh where mm-hmm. in New York, maybe it is. Yeah. And, especially and, and, and it you're going to have to, you're going to have to, <laughs> for family. Yeah, you're going to have to make that money yeah. and, and then grocery money. And then, Hey, Timmy needs braces. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. all this stuff, you've spent a huge portion of your life just trying to, to be the mouse in the wheel. So, just as you're trying to decide, am I going to live in New York or am I going to live in St. Louis? It's um, those are things to think about. That's like kind of like essentially the two common routes that almost any artist of any field is going to come to: actors, dance, you name it, business, anything. You know, 
pay a lot to live in this big city. Kind of hope it works out. Or go somewhere where it's much cheaper to live. Maybe it's not the biggest gigs, but you can be the big fish in the small pond. You've got family now. That's expenses. Oh, geez, you know, it's hard enough to two people on their own. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's rough enough just with that. But let alone family, school, kid, braces, flat tire, this, you name it. Did you has your mindset like changed? Did you always kind of did you think, okay, I'm like 22, boom, big city, gonna make it? And did that kind of like evolve? Like what was that? No, you know, I never. um, The places that I've lived have always been more a function of things other than music, Mm -hmm. and music has been a thing that I did when I was in this city. But I was God. in this city for another, for another reason. Right. Okay, so cool. I'm just I'm just gonna be where I am and do the thing. There was there was never a point in my life where I decided, hey, I either do want to go to New York or I don't want to go to New York because mm-hmm. of music. It was, mm-hmm. There was always other things that were behind that. Mm-hmm. What was one of the most memorable experiences you had on the road? Oh, that I can talk about. That you can. <laughs> I mean, this See, is I was, this I was is, on the road back in the nineties. No, I know, I man. No, 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 so I, I, I know. Yeah, so this, those stories won't be told. But <laughs> this is not a clean podcast by any yeah, it can, means. It can be whatever, whatever comes to whatever mind comes that you're willing to admit. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's and it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of parties, right? And, yeah, and all and all that that good stuff. But but honestly, from a formative standpoint, yeah. the things that you learn while you're on the road have a lot more to do with the people that you're playing with yeah. and and the fact that you do a show 150 times a year and and playing with amazing players that are bringing something new to the stage every night and you know my I toured for a while with this guitar player and he would come out and you know this particular solo that you play every night would be different every night he'd throw out this idea that we hadn't heard yeah, and we're all looking. Yo, yo, home, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I need to go home and practice. <laughs> so, like after the set, yeah. we're all like, Tony, what the heck was that? And he goes, Oh yeah, I did like a D melodic minor thing over G, and it was really, you know. Yeah. And we're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And he, but well, here's the reason it works. And so we talk about the music theory of it, and uh-huh. it's like, Well, I need to go home, and I need to. And then you start going down this rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, well, if that, then this, and so. It's the learning that you take from yeah. being on the road. And when, you know, we got to play Jesse's girl 140 times this year. <laughs> it's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some different fills in there. I'm going to throw yeah. some different solos in there. Uh-huh. And it's, Hey, I'm going to do a, uh, you know, I'm going to do a tritone sub on this thing. And, yeah. And if, if there's 300 people in the club, maybe one of them is going to know yeah, what yeah, I like, just did. Wait a minute. Um, and the other 299 <laughs> are going to be like, oh, I want beer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when you're learning every night from the people that you're playing with and they're pushing you and you're learning that's that's those are the experiences on the road that stick with you and and the the brotherhoods and you know i'm i'm out here in california for a week for the nam show but i'm staying an extra couple of days because one of the guys i used to tour with lives in san francisco so i'm driving up to his house to hang out with him because you know we've done a couple of hundred shows together over the years and, and done thousands of miles together on the road we're, we're brothers man so yeah it's, it's like war that's the stuff <laughs> that's the stuff that really sticks with you yeah more than you know oh yeah there was this girl who's you know whatever fell off and yeah. you know mm-hmm. i mean it, yeah there's lots of those stories but that's that's not the stuff that really forms you and shapes you Be 
beyond like the obvious stuff, what do you think like would the impact of all these kind of like social media platforms yeah. just be on even the connections or growing those relationships? Right. Well, it used to be that the only bands you knew about were the bands that the radio wanted you to know about, right? Yeah. The, the radio station manager wanted you to know about Van Halen and they wanted you to know about you know, uh, Living Color, and they wanted you to know about Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, I listen to Rock Station. I guess I'm getting force-fed this yeah. circle of people. <laughs> yeah. And now with social media and Spotify and Pandora, and I, yeah. and I almost, you want to include those in social media, kind of, right? Yeah. Um, because of those, people can explore a lot more stuff. So there's a band out of Europe called The Trouble Notes. And they had a video. Their, their violinist plays a Stratton Skull violin. And they, <laughs> somebody filmed a video of them in some city square in Europe. And he's just shredding on this thing and wrecking this violin. And the video went viral. Oh, and now there's people, millions of people around the world who know who the trouble notes are. And it's just it's these guys that just bum around Europe. They ended up coming to the U.S. and doing a tour in the U.S. And still, you know, so many people have never heard of them. But way more people have heard of them than would have. Mm. So Mm -hmm. the social media thing gives people way more choices. On the other hand, it makes the amount of noise that you have to break through as an artist high. (sighs) Right. So it's always a double edged sword. It's like I have access now on Instagram Mm -hmm. to, you know, a billion people. But all of my. All of the other artists in the world have access to those same number of people. So potentially I have access to a much larger audience, but there's also much more competition for that audience. So there's got to be something about you that sets you apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And that's why I think authenticity is so important. We'll go back to that word. It's, it's that if you're really being you, yeah. then the people who become fans of you are fans of you. But if you're fronting, then they become <laughs> fans of this thing that the you're image. trying to be, but you're not. And you got to keep that up. And, and it's now, right, right. And you're yeah. trying to keep this thing up. And then they're like, well, I sense that maybe he's really not what I thought he was. Unfollow. And now you wasted all that energy chasing a follower who isn't even a follower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, that, that, yeah. That's something interesting that I've been thinking about a lot is like, do people like me or do they just like the fact that I play viola? And that's really that's really hard to reconcile. And sometimes it feels because when you look at the metrics, I post a picture of my viola or me with my viola, it gets a ton of likes. Right. Picture of just me, eh. <laughs> picture of me I, talking. I liked it too. Eh. <laughs> you know, so it's very it's very interesting psychologically. How do you cultivate that? You put something out there and you give a little bit of yourself that's so vulnerable that people have the opportunity to be say, to say like, oh, me too. Yeah, like, like I just posted mm-hmm. uh, uh, back in December. I was auditioning for Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra. I knew for pretty much one hundred percent that I was not going to get it. But because I'm always talking about going for auditions, because I'm always talking about putting your, the risk out there. If I'm not going to actually do that and share that process and fail in public, how dare I have the audacity to show my success in public? Right. So I'm wondering. Like, have you ever publicized anything that has like that you were not proud of? Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what was that? What was that it, moment? It was like? you, you know, any musician goes through this. Your highs are really high, yeah, oh, yeah. and your lows are really low. Yeah, and it's like when I have a good night 
and I serve it up. You step off that stage, you're about 11 feet. You're, gone. Yeah, you're yeah, like, you're you gone. are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, the next night you go out and play and you're like, I am such a fraud. I cannot believe someone's paying me to do this. Really? I am horrible. Whoa. And, and you're it, honestly, there's probably like a 2% difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And, and, and I had one of those nights, it was maybe a year or so ago that I, I man, I couldn't find the pocket with both hands. Solos <laughs> stilted. It felt like my hands are made out of stone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm the least interesting person who's ever walked out of his front door. I'm trying to put on a show. I do not feel like I'm doing a good job. My voice is cracking every other note when I'm saying it. It's, it was a it was a disaster okay. to me. And yeah. I posted something about it on Facebook. Like, man, you guys have got to know as artists, and a lot of my followers are not musicians. And, and so, I mean, most are, but a lot aren't. Yeah. And and I'm like, man, it. I just had a really bad night. Yeah. And you got to you're never as good as you think you are on your best nights and you're never as bad as you think you're on your worst nights. But right now I'm going to be honest with y'all. I I, I am not doing well right Mm -hmm. now. I I, I'm just, I'm going to be vulnerable to y'all. I I, I had a bad night and 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 I feel really down about that. And and it was funny. A couple of my followers were actually at that show and both of them DM'd me and said, <laughs> we were just talking that we thought it was one of the best shows that you'd ever put on. Wow. And never know. See? And so, I mean, it, not that it makes me feel better because I, I don't I don't get validation from from that. My yeah. validation has to be internal, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, gee, thanks, Mom. I know I'm the greatest. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, your but, fans are going to think you're great no matter what because they're yeah. your fans. But... But it was it was really nice to hear somebody say, I, I thought you put on a great show. Yeah. And but I did get some some DMs and comments from people going, Man, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Because you put on this you project this image of being very self-assured and very mm-hmm. confident and you know, very uh just sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that you're not always. I guess it's kind of a recent phenomenon. You see more and more of these types of posts, particularly like like guys opening up. You think fifty years ago, if you had a problem, what'd you do? You bury it. You yeah. become abusive. You have like man up. You just, yeah. you just man up, and then you just take start, a beer. We're, we're getting beyond that one percent of a perfect life. Right. Comments. Wait a minute. I'm in the struggle too. In particular, the celebrities. Oh, their life must be amazing. They yeah, know, millions right? of dollars. Everyone yeah. loves them. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then they have problems. Uh, yeah, and then they have a ton of problems, just like you. <laughs> I have lots <laughs> of problems. Just, you know, I heard, and this is the last thing because we, we got to wrap it up. We we got to get you out of here. Right. Um, and play a show. Play. Go play because that's what we do. Courage can't be courage if there's no fear. That's true. Right. If you aren't ever vulnerable and able to feel that way. When you're great, that doesn't mean anything because you're always great. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us, Matt. Thank you for coming on our show. We I want to roll out the carpet to you, as Sean Evans with Hot Ones would say. And <laughs> what do you have going on, and where can people find you online? Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Um, so I just left a band that I've been with for 10 years, mm-hmm. and I was a side guy in this band and uh, sort of felt like artistically I'd said what I had to say in that context. And mm-hmm. um 2019 is going to be a year of sort of exploration and experimentation for me. Uh-huh. I've got my finger in a number of different 
uh, pies, so to speak. Mm. Uh, I've got a rock project that is really me, mm-hmm. Um, mm. and that's probably going to be the thing that gets pursued. Is, is sort of a it's a violin, bass, and drums Ooh. thing. So um, I play a six string electric violin. We plug it in and we get all the way down to guitar range. So I'm, I'm sort of doing a lot of punk slash prog slash pop type stuff, mm-hmm. punk pop maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a project that I'm writing and going to perform, I hope. Um, I've got some some hip-hop projects, some hip-hop mashup projects going All on. All right, let me know if you need some bars. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've, got, we'll make um, the beats. <laughs> I've got some ambient goo stuff that yeah. I had written years ago that I really need to re-release. I'm maybe thinking about something that's neoclassical. So, Ooh, okay. Uh, right? So Come through. There's, uh, there are a number of things that I'm that I'm going to go after. I think 2019 is going to be a year of exploration for me, and hopefully by 2020 I will figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and then sort of pursue that. So. 2024 site, my man. So right. make sure you also subscribe to his podcast on Apple Music. Is it on yeah. Stitcher? Yeah, is it everywhere? Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Violinist. Rockstar Violinist and mm. uh, YouTube um, channel. Yeah, YouTube channel, Matt Bell Violinist, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, Matt Bell Violinist, mm-hmm. and Electric Violin Shop. Yes. Um, Facebook, Matt Bell Violinist, and um, MattViol.com. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Bell Violinist. Right. I love the consistency. So you yeah. guys he- heard it here first. Thank you for being our first guest. Yeah, thank uh, you all for having you. me. What an yeah, honor, of man. Of course. And uh, right. we will see you guys. We'll see you around. Soon. This has been Baking Notes. <laughs> Great. We did it. Thanks, yeah, thank you. How's, how's it feel to be on the other side, man? Uh, You're a natural. Yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, it's exposing. Yeah. <laughs> but you did a great like job. It. Let's get you out of here, man. Yeah. I saw my favorite picture of you With your winter coat and shorts and mismatched shoes And I looked and seemed to say Inaudible.com. Inaudible.com.